0: Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Town Memory. It's me, Jack.
1: And me, Colin. Hi, Jack. Yeah, we're recording on uh, Monday evening, so this is a little bit later than usual. And that is down to me and my inability to commit to a recording time over the weekend. I do apologise, folks. Um, thank you, Jack, for being so cool and understanding and getting this done today instead.
0: Uh, no worries. There was stuff going on, obviously. We were out Friday night. I had a few drinks on Friday night, so I was still a little bit rough Come sort of Saturday, Sunday, when we were planning recording. But you just can't really handle a drink anymore, can you? It gets you fucked, basically, for days after. You, st- you still look a bit
1: rough, mate, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so obviously, we were both out on Friday night. and um, But I wasn't drinking on Friday I had the car. Um, but I was out on Saturday at the football and then out after it. And um, I was at what the youth call a gaff, Jack. And, right, okay, a um, gaff I, button. I, I yeah, I didn't get home until the following afternoon, and my my old self just can't cope with this shit, man. So yesterday was a, a washout, basically. I um, got home, slept for hours and hours and hours, ordered Domino's pizza, still felt terrible, and then sat up all night watching wrestling, um, and today I've been shitty as well. So two days ruined, basically, because I enjoyed a beer on Saturday.
0: That is it, that is it mate. But what keeps us going is money, let's be fucking honest here, right? Um, and the the top potatoes on Patreon are obviously our executive producers. And I decided to take a little bit of a deep dive into the executive producers actually this week, Colin. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put like their the Twitter links and stuff like that in these show notes. So um, if you like us, buy uh, Proxy, you should like them, give them a follow, stuff like that. Um, first guy up is Brown. Uh, I think he was our first executive producer. Um he's at Mark Brown five five four on Twitter. Um quite good at calling idiots out. Um I, I, I do quite like his bluntness. So um that's Mark as well. I think Robert, you've actually met Robert in real life, Robert Will is that right?
1: I've met him a couple of times, yeah. I met him at least twice um at at the stadium. I've met him twice, he's come up and introduced himself both times, even though the second time I already knew who he was. Um but I cool guy, like him a lot.
0: Yeah, and like he, um, he's R M underscore Hollywood on Twitter. So again, all the links are in the show notes. But um, I've got him on Facebook as well. You know, like sort of it happens sometimes where you you never met somebody, but you've got them on Facebook, and he put a post up the other day. Um, he's got a holiday home down Craig Tara, just down in Um So if you fancy a sort of local Scottish break or something, um, I think the wee holiday home is available again. I'll put the I'll put a link in the show notes so. I think short of starts for about seventy pounds a night or something off peak, um, nice wee sort of, um, not not peaky caravans like the good caravans that don't move. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nice. park I've been down before because I've got a few, a few friends that I've got a place to now, so it's a lovely wee place. So, fancy a break, a local break? You can drive to and get back to if you stay in Glasgow and like fucking an hour or something. Then I would check that out as well. We've got Sandy, um, who we've both met, uh, Sandy McClarty. Um, Sandy underscore McCarty, McCarty on Twitter, sorry. Um, he's a podcaster, so like, got to give him kudos because we, we know how hard it is to do a podcast, a couple of podcasts, and still listen to podcasts. So um, if you like techno, trans, sort of stuff like that, um, most sort of techno, I would say, which is sort of up my street. Um, he's got a podcast called The Sandman and His Castle, my journey into DJing. Um, so you just search for that and listen to some well I think are good tunes. I know you don't like them, Colin, but
1: you know. it just annoys me. But Sandy's a good guy, so even if you don't like it like me, it's still worth listening to Sandy. Yeah. Who else we got? Our two guys, I think? Uh, we do, yep, two more. Um we've also got Lee. Um we've got Lee, Lee Ruffin, um, who is on Twitter at Scruffy Podcast. Um a guy we've done some stuff with before, uh, on the old uh, podcast game, haven't we?
0: Yeah, we have, says, um, sort of, when we're doing quite a thing, we do, which is sort of, I've got plans to sort of change that over the coming year, but no rush, I jumped headfirst into that, and um, it kind of never went anywhere. to be honest with you, got a bit fucking sick of it, um, but he's got a podcast, coffee podcast, again, links in the show notes, now we've got Stuart Glass, um, I don't know who Stuart Glass is, don't know a lot about him, um, get in touch
1: mate, say hello, yeah, give but, us some
0: privacy tips, Stuart, because you're quite good at it, the likes of things. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, right, so, let us know a little bit about yourself. But I just thought I would do that this week, just give them um, a little bit more of a shout-out before we sort of... Instead of just reading their names, you know, um, there's more to them than just names. So, yeah, you'll find all that shit in the show links, um, guys, and go click, follow, blah, blah, blah. Um, right, mate, we're doing... This has been in, in the works for a while, this one. Um sort of scandals the history of scandals basically and it just sort of came to me today for our uh, pie Sports scotland competition Now we can win some pies just to ask people for their favorite scandals on twitter and we didn't get it wasn't lots and lots of entries but i think the quality of entries this week were really quite good um so we'll just take a couple of these each we'll read these out and again um thanks for supplying the content guys (laughs) makes your job much easier
1: yeah, what I liked about these was uh, the listeners that got in touch didn't just say, like, big, massive companies everybody knew about. They told us little private secret stories yeah. about their local area, which are often so much funnier. And uh, some of these are excellent, aren't they? Yeah,
0: so you, I tell you what, right? we'll take one each. Uh, you start with the the Gallant Few podcast. Again, we know how difficult it is, fucking writing podcasts, doing podcasts. So the fact you still listen to many is class.
1: Ah, yeah, Gallup a Few Podcasts, a great bunch of guys. And um they told us about a guy that's just left their work who bumped the lottery syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> he still said that folk would get their money a week after he left. He didn't pay and he gave the excuse that it went towards paying for a funeral. Um a week after that he came queen and said that he spent it on a night out. Um I love this stuff. Like this there is a special type of guy Jack that gets involved in stuff like that in the workplace and even more so the one that wants to be responsible in responsible and charge of it. Like, I'll do the money, I'll do the organisation, I've got a spreadsheet, really? and then the absolute chaos that they can cause when they fuck off and bump people, is brilliant, I love it. What do we think here then, if it's a night, it's
0: what, four numbers? Maybe a couple of hundred quid or something?
1: Possibly, I Or, yeah. or is, it,
0: is, <laughs> is it that he's bumped the actual entry money?
1: Well, maybe it could be that, they, yeah, mm-hmm. they could be they, they've all paid their money for tickets and he's not even bought the tickets, he's just spent <laughs> just it. fucking spent it. Like. I don't know what's worse. Is it worse that you've spent winnings that people have got or have you spent people's money that didn't even you didn't even put it on? Because that's almost like, not only are you stealing from them, you're stealing the potential, you're stealing the dream off them, I, aren't you? I think it's um, worse not
0: putting it on and just keeping the the fucking £10 or whatever and saving it, save it up for a month and then going a the vendor.
1: <laughs> it would make me think as well, Jack, that how many times has he done this and they haven't won and Aye. he's just been like that oh well uh, we had 50 tickets on this week we won hee haw you wonder if you like if as a as a syndicate owner you almost take a risk in that you just bank the money every single week with the assumption you're not going to win and if you get the odd tenor up every now and then you pay that out and mm. you, you, you take your ill-gotten gains away Bad, bad bastard, because
0: you've got to imagine like where a, a syndicate as it's not just a lucky dip you do every week, it's just got to be the same numbers you'd imagine, you know. I think
1: it would be, yes. But when the lottery first started, it was a big, big thing, the syndicate and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I remember it. Um, now I don't know there'd be as many people doing it. It's, I, I was never a fan of it, Jack, because I'm the kind of person, right? Had I won the lottery as part of a syndicate, I would be extremely happy, but I'd always think. Fucking bastard, having to share this with all these people as well. Do you know
0: what's a fucking con? I well, know a con, but I'm, I've been in that postcode lottery now for fucking years.
1: Someone's knocking at your door.
0: Aye, and I just can't come out now because imagine your neighbours are holding their big checks, man, and you've pulled it. I can't pull it now. I've got to just pay that ten a month. <laughs> Sean Batty's had
1: that problem before, I think,
0: mate.
1: No, I um, aye, imagine Sean Batty at your door.
0: That's it, uh, Mister Smiley Face. Um, this isn't a personal one, but it's not a big one. It's not Watergate. It's not Clinton's spunky trousers and his cigars. It's no Boris's party, or even um, Mo Johnson um, back in the day. The biggest scandal is Fredo's supposedly. <laughs> um, so when you take a quick Google search and take a deep dive into the wee green guy prices he's got weight goes down. Even the Taz Bar was rebranded as Fredo Caramel. So I'll get a picture of it. I don't know if you can see. It. It's not very clear. Zoom um, in. Right, so in 2030, suppose Lafredo will cost well over twice as much as it should based on inflation. So they're thinking it's going to cost about 50-odd pence rather than 20 pence. Within just eight years, the prices jumped from 10 pence in 2006 um, to 25p in 2014. So this is obviously all this graphic, but that's uh, more than 2p every year. So basically, the price increase is 5.72% uh, per year. And the sort of Fredo and sort of weight wise with include just with inflation should be 3% so there's a big 2.5% difference there so they're robbing thieving bastards which um, it's unsurprising is it Nestle or fucking whatever it is like these massive chocolate companies are massive billion pound companies they, they don't it like they don't care. <laughs> what well. That way, yeah. I think
1: Fred is a Cadbury product. Um, right, okay. Even the things that like the weight going down slightly as well. That's that's a trick that these bastards do as well because obviously they've got certain rules now in terms of sugar levies and stuff like that. So now to avoid paying extra levy for things like that, they actually just make them in a slightly different size to get around that. But quite often they don't reduce the price of the thing when they do that. They just reduce the size and keep the extra money. It's Oh, dirty business tactics.
0: I can it's like, obviously it's not, it's pretty generic to say this, but you know, you get king size Mars bars, then you get normal Mars bars. Now you get the multi-pack Mars bars.
1: Uh-huh. How
0: many, how many multi-pack, how many Mars bars do you get a multi-pack Mars bar pack now?
1: Um, the, the most common one I see is that kind of four for a pound type thing you get yeah, in Tesco, but, get, but they're not the right size though.
0: Not the right size. And you know you only get three now? They've actually took a full oh, fucking really? bar out. Can bought one the other day for a pound and it was three, three Mars bars. Oh, unbelievable. Fucking, uh, that's really bad. Take the full twenty five percent of it.
1: Yeah, that is bad. That's... It really
0: is. Um, it's this sugar tax thing. It's obviously fucking a lot of people. Um, but anyway, uh, Fraser, we, th- this was kind of there's a word for this where you speak about something and then you you sort of it suddenly comes up in your general life every day. We were having this conversation about Tesco club cards the other day. So yes. Fraser's been in contact. This isn't the real scandal. He just says my mate shops at Tesco but refuses to get the club card, so pays the full price, like the prick he is. Yeah, man, like just get, like just, just get it because they're really, to be fair, they're, they're kind of taking the piss out of it now. Where everything's got a club card price almost, or all the stuff you would want has got the club card price. But do you know what? I'm all for it, because if they know that I like X, Y, and Z, they'll send me deals for that shit, man. Or whatever. Like, I've, I've, I've no issues with data mining when it comes to that. Like, okay, you might put advertisements in my face and try and trick me a little bit, but you're tricking me for stuff that you already kind of know that I want. Like, they must know that I fucking love Haribo, or whatever. So, like, I'm going to get a Haribo voucher one, and it's going to be fucking brilliant. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I've got no issues with it.
1: Yourself. I don't have issues with it per se because the idea obviously behind the club card is that they can end up building up a picture of you as a, as a consumer and start targeting you specifically. And that's why they do it. I do think it's a bit bullshit that they now have, like you say, almost everything just on the club card price now. And you're not actually getting a good deal on the club card anymore, Jack. What you're actually getting now is the club card gets you the items at the price they should be. And if you're the audacity not to have a club card, then you get charged a premium and there's a cost more. Um, A friend of the show, Alex Staff, and I had a conversation in the car a couple of weeks ago about this as well. And we were saying that the one way they'll get everybody to actually start using the card is if they introduce us to the meal deal. And they've done that now. So the meal deal is now £3.50 or £3 if you have a club card. And that'll be the needle mover, I think, for them. Um, The thing they've done as well now, though, is you now don't have to carry the card. You can now just use the app on your phone. Right. Which is what I do. There's no way I'm carrying a bloody Tesco card in my pocket. It's just never happening in a million years. However, what exactly is that app fucking giving them access to as well, compared to just a card? Uh, you say it's fair enough them knowing that you like to buy strawberries, Fredo bars, and a copy of the Sun newspaper every day. Right. However, in terms of what that app's sharing with them, I bet it's giving them a hell of a lot more information than that.
0: Yeah, probably. Man, like I, I get tricked all day. I went in and um. The Pizza Express pizzas were on club card price for say two seventy five instead of five pound ten pence, so I got one. I came home and there was literally no space in my freezer because it was all ready for the fucking pizzas. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they they get you like that. The the one that you told me with the, the the price they were trying to charge people without a club card for Coke Zero, yeah, was what was it thirteen pound for twenty four cans?
1: Which is 13 quid compared to eight quid I
0: was saying. Yeah, which is over fifty pence a can. Like you can get full fat coke for that with a sugar levy for fifty pence a can at a farm foods. But like, you can get it I think the twelve pack is, is six pounds. So it's 50 pence a So it's actually cheaper to get full fat than it is to get Coke Zero if you don't have a Tesco Club card.
1: <laughs> they're just making you want, they're making you have to have a card, basically. That's what they're doing. That
0: is that's, the true scandal. That, that's all that is exactly what it is. So, yeah, maybe that is a true scandal. Yeah, um, Jack, Jack Mayer, has been in contact. Um, he always sends in good stuff, so
1: he does. <laughs> and this has done the different. Are you talking about the Darville Tree Thief scandal 2021? Yeah, yeah this is uh, a recent scandal. So, go on, you take this one, mate. Uh, My mate had one of his trees stolen from his front door uh, (laughs) late at night, determined to find out who a full-on manhunt was launched in the village. The ring doorbell was in full record in case the thief came back, and if a budgie farted, we would know. Um, After the video, he followed the guy home where his other tree was found. Um, Aye, nice plant, mate. I wonder where you got that fucker. And the thief was found, and always safe in the world of Darvel again. But yeah, the the, the, the village of Darville, Jack, didn't rest. They, they found out who this thief was and they got their own back.
0: You managed to you actually send in the videos as well. Did you watch the videos? the, did watch the, the ring. video,
1: yeah. And yeah. I saw the picture of the guy sat behind his door waiting as well, <laughs> which was tremendous.
0: Oh, superb. I've got I've got a ring now. Um Have you? i uh, go a got a while. can't go on it. Or I got her it for a present or something. You're a romantic it's, bastard. I know, um Cause she kept going on about the neighbours and how much she wanted one. And I thought, right, okay, I'll get all sexy here and get you one. So, um, she loves it. She's mad, she sits and watches it. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, sits and watches it live, man. And <laughs> it's like, look at the windy, <laughs> I mean, but um, <laughs> I she, she absolutely loves it. She's obsessed with it. Um, why, why did that not that's mad, right? Why did that not become a thing? years ago, they must have had the technology like many years ago, because the the supposed origin story of that is a guy who was worked in his garage or something and thought I want to be able to see who's at my front door when I'm working in my garage, and Mm -hmm. that's sort of where the idea grew from it seems like something that should have A, been done earlier and B might actually be against the law because I'm positive that, seeing shops and stuff like that, your CCTV, yeah. you're not allowed to record people speaking. Hmm. I'm positive that that's a rule, that's part of the law is that your CCTV in, in shops can't record conversations. It's only there for to see what's happening, not what you're talking about. So I think rings are technically against the law.
1: I wonder if it's because it's activated by motion, which means that you have to have done something around it to make it happen. Get them around that or something. Um they've been around longer than you'd think. They started in two thousand and thirteen. Um oh, right so,
0: yeah, I'd have said two thousand and sixteen or something, I thought. Maybe. Yeah,
1: two thousand and thirteen, but they were quite expensive, obviously, like all this stuff is at the start. And it's only in the last couple of years they've came round to around about the hundred pound mark, which made them a bit more accessible. Basically since Amazon bought them. Yeah, you need to obviously subscribe if you want the recordings and stuff as
0: well. So it's £2.50 a month. Uh, is that how much it is? Yeah, 2 right, okay. So it doesn't sound that much, but well, I've got one, you've got one, my neighbour's got one, my neighbour on the other side's got one. There are billions of them in the world. So uh, that's a scandal as well that they rob you for that. But uh, yeah, good story, Jack. Cunt stealing trees. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got, we've got two big ones here. Uh, we've actually got one from Ryan, um, which is a football one that I'm going to just... Uh, Rangers decided to play friendly against Celtic in Australia. It's been covered on other podcasts everywhere. By uh, us, yeah, by us. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to, I'm going to take that out and not go into that in too much detail. Um, right, do we want to go to the run the up people? We'll go Finlay first, I think. Okay,
1: go with it.
0: Let's go with friendly. Right, we'll take us and we'll take us in a bit each. night. so okay. if I live split this, mate, can you see it happening? Yes, I can see it. me. I've got it all. Yeah, there we are. So, around two years ago, there was a story uh, on the local East Co-bride page about a wee Jack Russell that got left outside of Sainsbury's and had to be taken away by the RSPCA. Everyone was totally raging, as you would that some ignorant bastard leave their dog outside. Following this, a lady responded to the post very upset, stating that the dog was her dad's and that he had dementia. Oh, sad story. Um, she said he'd taken a ton whilst in Sainsbury's and had to be taken away in an ambulance apologies obviously ensued after that everyone feeling really fucking guilty about the abuse that they were giving this person because he's an old guy with dementia and the lady who responded then said that her dad had unfortunately passed away as a result of this turn therefore everybody felt a lot guiltier not the end of the story but
1: it's not because a few days later Uh, They then had said that the RSPCA had had to put the dog down in a big emotional post, saying that Carlito the dog would be sorely missed. The residents of East bride then felt so guilty, they set up a GoFundMe page to help the family get over the story. The Scottish son then picked up on the story and wrote a feel-good article (laughs) about how the community had come together. However, Jack, all was not as it seemed. It turned out the photo of Carlito the Jack Russell was a stock photo. The whole thing was an elaborate wind-up by the admins of the Facebook group. The only true part of the story was that a Jack Russell was taken away, admins of the page had the police phoned on them, and Facebook account was then banned. The community (laughs) was absolutely raging. A 10 out of 10 wind up, and the entire thing was hilarious from start to finish. Um, I wonder how much they got in the GoFundMe.
0: And see when a GoFundMe gets set up like that, and it gets called out do you is there any legal requirement or whatever to give the money
1: back I don't know I I've only ever been involved in one of those once there was a there's a there's a football forum that a lot of you guys will know and uh, one of the users on there passed away and um, I remember so yeah we set one up for his wife to help pay for his funeral and stuff like that we got about six grand or something for the guy um, but it was myself that set it up and I say that all I did was open up the website and sign up basically I didn't do anything and it was the good people of the forum that donated all the money. But they didn't make it easy for me to get the money, Jack. There was quite a few hoops I had to go through, particularly as the value of the money went up. I had to scan driving licences and passports and all sorts of stuff to get it, and they were only releasing it bit by bit, day by day, rather than all in one go as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wonder if there's any sort of legal obligation that if you... Is it a con? Will the law see that as you conning people out of their money? I Dunno. Like because they never asked for it to get set up. Like a a good Samaritan in their mind yeah. thought, Oh, poor guy's died. There's a dog. Let's set up a GoFundMe page. There was there's that that middle step, I just wonder if that makes a difference to... Like it'd be different if I just set up a GoFundMe page saying I I've got I've got one leg, I need a, a new prosthetic and like photoshopped it out. Like, I don't know if that extra step makes any difference. But, anyway, we move on. It's the ice cream van.
1: ice cream van's here again, yeah. Like, he seems to only come when we're recording, the bastard. Uh um, it
0: always comes when we're recording. They're not showing another network as well. Yeah. And There's it is freezing, so I don't, I
1: don't know how much ice cream he's selling. It's probably drugs. It's probably, yeah,
0: it's a money laundering thing, but let's... Shh. Um, Lewis. I love Lewis because he tells a great fucking story. And I don't know if you've won the Pies before, mate, but you are winning them again this week. Mate, has Lewis won before, do we know? I
1: think he might have done, but he right. has entered this be fair, That's what
0: See, He said there's good content, man. You're going to win Pies. You're going to win Pies. So Lewis, uh, a few years ago, I love it because he's this, this wee village, man. Like a wee Tranquil village, it seems. A few years ago, on my local village Facebook page, during a snowy winter, a post went up from an angry mother um, trying to find a... Th- a thief <laughs> who stole her wee boy snowman from the front garden <laughs> amongst the replies <laughs> from other people in the village <laughs> was a
1: ransom note from the thief <laughs> so right I'll take that away man someone had set up an account <laughs> under the guy's snowman thief and they started sending photos of the snowman saying that it wouldn't be harmed if they handed <laughs> over money when the mother told them to piss off they sent pictures of the snowman minus his nose <laughs> then its eyes removed, and once the other continued to send more angry replies, the thief then posted a video smashing the snowman to bits of a cricket bat. <laughs> the thief hid his face with a scarf and hat, and still to this day, the King's Kettle community page does not know the identity of the snowman murderer. We've got a, a screenshot here of some of the messages that were received as well. Yeah, that, 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 I love this one. Right, um, um, so
0: the... Seems to be from somebody called Ben, right? But um the, the obviously the mother has sent this uh, first message. I do not negotiate with terrorists or snowman thieves. <laughs> if you need a twenty quid, just ask your parents or get a job. Which I think is quite a good thing to say to somebody. That's quite a way to like fucking get a job or ask your mom dad nah, because you're a wee dick. <laughs> but the guy's reply is brilliant, mate. Like you take you take the first i you just take us away.
1: <laughs> okay, so Ben's replied Your name is a stripper name, Kirstel. Maybe you should get a proper job than pole dancing. You obviously just found out the use of ellipses too because you just keep (laughs) using it, and that's pretty sad for a 50-year-old. Maybe this is why you're a stripper, or you can get a proper job for the lack of your English knowledge. Then he sent an immediate message, Uh sorry, Kirstel, asterisk, spellcheck doesn't even recognise your stripper name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh... And then Lewis said in tons of stuff about Doug shitting in his village and stuff like that, which, if you just go to at wrong term memory on Twitter and look at our sort of tweets and replies, you'll be able to find these pictures, man. There's tons of them. I oh, was tons of them, but. Uh, scandal. Scandals. Yeah, that's, that's what we're here to speak about. Um, TV show. You ever watched it,
1: mate? Yeah, I've been that. It's a Shonda show, isn't it? Um, so it's Sh- not really Shonda for me. Shonda Yeah. Well, is it not you that watch Grey's Anatomy still? Yeah, I don't watch it anymore, but Grey's Anatomy was the the kind of exception that proves the rule. Um, I, I used to quite enjoy Grey's Anatomy back in the day, um, but she's almost got a universe of shows, this Shonda woman. She's got, I think she's got three different shows all based in on the one city, based around the hospital, the police, and the fire brigade. And uh, they're, they're all, all, all a- in the uh, They're all in yeah. yeah, Chicago Fire and Chicago Blues or something, but yeah, she makes a lot of stuff, does Shonda? Um, but most of it isn't very good, certainly not in my in my opinion anyway. Yeah, so
0: I've never watched Scandal neither, but I thought you might have just because Sean did it. Um when you think of scandals, mate, what's the sort of what's the sort of first thing that jumps to mind when you think of scandal? That specific word scandal.
1: Um well it's hard to, to think not think of scandal and link it into politics and the usual one is sleaze.
0: That's it, mate. Politics, the government and stuff like that. So um we'll do a bit of a. Uh, political stuff which you know I'm a big fan of really Um, (laughs) this one quite recent did you you see the video of this uh, Matt Hancock (laughs) yeah it was so cringy man he's such
1: a cringy guy
0: anyway he's such a cringy guy but like I don't even know what word to use just use kissing snogging nipping if you think of that one of his advisors basically uh, in the middle of lockdown (laughs) but it's just the way there's something so horrible about it like it's kind of what you'd do as a
1: teenager, like, grabbing the cheeks of your arse. It's just, it's just not right, man. It like, does look like a school disco and <laughs> shuffling into the room next to the school <laughs> disco sort of thing. It's just, yeah, it's it just looks wrong. And he's such a gormless cunt as well. It just makes it worse, I think.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, it is, it is indeed. So, yeah, like, the politics. So we'll, we've got a bunch of po- political ones and then we'll probably call it a day and um, we'll come back next week. This is going to be a two-part. I didn't expect to spend so long on... Uh, your entries when uh, John Prescott punching that guy <laughs> after getting hit with an egg
1: <laughs> yeah that, that was great and there is every now and then the tabloid news jack do a, a really good job of either a headline or a story and stuff like that and John Prescott was famously known as, as two jags because he had two different Jaguar <laughs> cars yeah um, I believe the headline with this story was two jabs <laughs> it was, them, uh, which is it's very, very good, very, very. It good. looks like he done about a box or something back in the day, man, because it was too rapid. they gave him. <laughs> well, he was one of the ones as well. It was he. He was quoted at the same time as William Hague. Cause if you remember, William Hague was last. He claimed that he used to go to the pub and drink eighteen pints of bitter. Right. Aye. And I think um, Prescott was a similar sort of vein. He was a bit of a lad when he was growing up.
0: Right. Okay. Obviously, the HMRC part of the government and stuff like that uh, taking McVitie's to court. The the Jaffa Cakes, um, whether they were cakes or biscuits, basically. And I think McVitie's won because they argued that cakes were cakes because they go soft, or no, they start soft and go hard, whereas biscuits generally start hard and go soft. Jaffa Cakes are soft and go hard when they go off. So I think they won, which saved them all sorts of VAT, which for a massive company like that is tens and tens and tens of millions so I think that's what the scandal was basically about is just how companies can be puppet masters when it comes to stuff like that you need to excuse my voice because I've got a really bad call to you. I can hear it in myself to things.
1: and the, the odd thing about it is that the the thing with this is that for some reason in this weird country we are cakes are exempt from VAT whereas biscuits um, are not and whether they're soft or hard at the start or not, I don't really get the difference. I don't really understand it. They're both very similar, sort of savoury snacks, aren't they? Cake or biscuit. Um, I do get it. One, I obviously get it.
0: Not? I obviously get the difference, you know. Like, like I, I quite like a plain digestive or a chocolate digestive. Like, a soft one of them is horrible, and like a hard cake is not good. So, I, like, I get it because, well, it's literally the fucking opposite that's happening to them. I don't really get why that exemption from VAT but um, to be perfectly honest with you I'm sure somebody might be able to tell us so let us know on Twitter but I don't really get why one gets that big massive discount is it still yeah. 70.5% VAT is it do we know 17.5 it to... rings a bell but it could be it used, to, that
1: it now, it it really
0: used to be for know. years man. it used to be um, this isn't a scandal but do you remember Theresa May can't remember what question she got asked, but like she was just a wrong woman in the wrong place at the wrong time, and um <laughs> just suddenly, like, was the prime minister mad like that? Uh, all right, not having a fucking clue, but she, I think, she got asked what she did as a rebellious teenager or something like that, and what, what was it she said? She, run, she would run through the fields of wheat. The fields <laughs> of wheat yeah. Is it the sound she, of music? What the fuck are you doing? Like, what, why? Awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, she. you're right to call that out. Actually, she'd have a really poor time as prime minister. it's a shame because she was the MP for Windsor amongst places. And I used right. to work for a company whose head office was in Windsor. So I was down there fairly often. And my employer was probably one of the biggest employees in Windsor at the time. And she was actually a great local MP, Jack. She had that position for election after election after election. She was well thought of. People loved her. And she did a great, great job. And then, obviously, she just got over-promoted. She got into the job at a hard time with Brexit and everything else kicking about. And it's just ruined her, basically. And she's a joke figure (laughs) now.
0: Aye, that is it. That is it. Nobody's going to... The thing is, nobody's going to remember her in 20, 30 years. But that's like She's like a nobody, basically, when it comes to the Prime Ministers of Great Britain. Not I'll sure. The what's a scandal, one. yeah,
1: but um... it's, it's kind of scandalous that it happened. Really, um, <laughs> Fuck teenagers been so upset about take that breaking up that the government not only had to step in and offer help, they set up helplines. That's that People mad. could phone up and get some trauma counselling about take that breaking up. Um, I remember this. It was just after they did, the, they, did the, they did the cover of um, the BGS. How deep is your love? And um, the video was them sat on a cliff on chairs, and the chairs just slowly been tipped off the cliff as they theoretically died. And they'd already been through the trauma of Robbie leaving not long before that, and their fans were on the TV, jacket on the news, crying their eyes out, distraught. That take that were splitting up. They weren't dying. They weren't disappearing. Um, they were just splitting up as a band, and they they couldn't cope with it. Um, we saw similar stuff with One Direction, and when that happened, obviously Zayn left. And then they split up, and it was the same thing all over again. Like, people just going nuts and not being able to cope with a band splitting up.
0: It's this mania that started, obviously, with Beatles uh, like way back when. That was a sort of, seems to be, generally, seems to be teenage girls um, that suffer from mania. And you know how you hear these stories about sort of, like, the, the dancing disease and stuff like that, where, people danced themselves to death in fucking 1572 Mm -hmm. tends to be tends to be girls tends to be teenagers um a lot of the time with the sort of thing that i'm talking about there with the sort of like psychological thing it seems to be in religious situations where they're, they're under strict controls and that mania sort of takes over that doesn't explain
1: Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Runterm Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listing pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've then introduced a £1 tier, where you get absolutely hee-haw, other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers eh, by a pound on each of them, just because we appreciate... Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash Memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content.
0: Um, they sort of take that stuff there, but yeah, seems to be teenage girls are sort of prone to it, so... Yeah, I remember taking that breaking no. up. But anyway, um I quite like the one where Gordon Brown um <laughs> got mad in the microphone. That that's a thing that always catches his country out. Not turning your microphone off like that. Should be don't be a dick one oh one is take it off. Um but um, <laughs> he met a bigoted woman and then called her bigoted and then had to apologize to her for calling her bigoted even though she was bigoted, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she, she was awful. She was horrendous. She, she was a was horror like, man. She was, yeah, she was like fucking Labour government. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the kind of person that, like, when you are like a politician and stuff, that must be awful having to deal with. Like I, I felt bad from them because she was just saying what everybody else was saying and thinking at the time.
0: Just these microphone and that. So, yeah, I don't remember this one. there uh, with David Cameron when he had to stand up in Parliament and say, "No, I don't hate Larry the Cat," and then like he had this totally candid photo. Of like having a cat. Do you know what do you know what this is?
1: <laughs> I, I don't I remember the I remember the Blair's one before right. it. I d I don't remember the David Cameron one, but this just gets back to people being fucking stupid bastards, Jack. Like this this is now a thing that the the Ten Down Street must have a cat because historically it's had a cat and this cat's the unofficial emblem or mascot of the parliament and stuff like that. It's a fucking cat, nobody gives a fuck.
0: Oh, that's not very nice. Cats are not. Right. A, I oh. like a cat,
1: but it doesn't have to be one in ten Downing Street.
0: No, no, like, and it's a bit weird if it like, aye, like if you inherit a pet, that's odd. Just because yeah, it stays that is your odd. so that is odd.
1: And I remember people used to say things like, "Oh, oh if, La- if Larry the cat could speak, the stories he could tell." Well, he couldn't. He's a fucking cat. And what if you're allergic? Aye. That, that's, that is true. But, yeah.
0: but like the Blairs had to get journalists in because there were no fucking crazy accusations that he'd murdered the cat because he hated it. it
1: so much. Yeah, like, there was. It's, it's hard, oh, like, sure yeah. There's was, was Blair or Cameron as well that got, they got stick because they had the audacity to not live at 10 Downing Street. What they did was they actually moved into, I think it was 12 Downing Street they actually lived in because right. it had far bigger living accommodation because they had a young family and it made more sense. sense. But they worked out of 10 Downing Street and this was a big story for a while as well. Like, How dare they not live at 10 Downing Street and stuff like that. It's it's a figurehead. It's an address. It means nothing.
0: So me, Trump. Like, oh, He's no staying in the White House because he's got his big, massive house in fucking New York. He's no staying there. What a bastard. That's the last thing you should be beating that prick, mate. You know what I mean? Like, where he stays. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I mean? But, ach, well. Uh, Dominic Cummings, recently. Uh, Decided to just jump the motor. How far did they drive to test his eyesight? <laughs> was it like so
1: it's fucking 18 miles or something like that? That um, was a fair
0: fucking trek an anyway. Um. Uh,
1: listen, the thing is now he's he, if you've now found out he's the worst enemy you could ever have. That guy, he, he will fuck you over and over again to get his own back with you. And he's he's doing that repeatedly with old Boris now. So yeah, not a not a good enemy to have, old Dominic Cummins.
0: Right, I d I don't like that's obviously not politically aware. I keep telling you guys that you should not be but you said something in one of the chats and it was him saying like when those photos came out of the parties they were having, and was it him that came out and said, you think that's bad? Yeah. Like, you, there's all sorts of photos, but obviously, so what's happened is he gets sacked as a spin doctor or something? Why does he hate them so much?
1: I, I, basically, I think he stepped away. Because of the scandal and stuff like that, he he, he felt he couldn't really go on in the job sort of thing. And I think he felt that he wasn't fully supported during the process. I think he felt that he was thrown under the bus a little bit. And I don't think he felt that all his advice and stuff was really taken into account properly during the early days of the pandemic. And he's left himself probably almost unemployable now because of... The name Dominic Cummins just means... Driving with COVID, driving around, um, and lying about it, basically. And I think he's got now getting axe to grind with the government and with the aforementioned Matt Cummings and um, not Matt Cummings, Matt, um, Matt Hancock, um, Hancock right? and he's basically just takes any opportunity now to have a go at them. <laughs> and he's he's one of these guys, Jack, that you can tell has always had it in him because he's kept diaries over the years, and he's able to go back to the diary for certain days and say this happened, that happened. This was wrong. I said it at the time and nobody listened, etc. And he's just making the, the government and Boris in particular look like look like dickheads.
0: Yeah, another one it wasn't so much a scandal, like again, just a guy becoming the leader of a party who was just fucking hopeless. Um, Ed Miliband. I remember like <laughs> I know it's just a picture, but like it was like somebody gave him a baking sandwich. And he just looked like such a prick, right? A baking sandwich. I don't know why. Like it, it was just a bizarre picture because it looked like he'd never held a signage for a start, <laughs> and he definitely had never had a bacon sandwich in his whole life. And he's meant to be like marry of the people. He's a he's a fucking labour leader, you know. You you, you working class, you're red, blah blah blah. And this couldn't look like he never picked up a sandwich in his life. So again, it's not, it's not so much scandalous. Just just about a laugh, but. These guys have got nothing. and um, we're getting back going a good few years now for the next two stories, mate. I like you sort of take the take the first one uh, about Jeremy Thorpe. There's a lot of podcasts about this called The Great British Scandal, basically. Um, um you know, yeah, had this guy?
1: yeah, he was the Liberal Party leader and he had quite the quite the life and he, as as well as all the other things he was known for. He was accused of and known for killing a dog. Oh which... that's
0: uh it that was a hitman that killed the dog guy
1: be happy with. Um, he was the first British politician to stand trial for conspiracy to murder. Um, there was a mini series made about this in two thousand and eighteen, uh, starring Hugh Grant and Ben Whishaw. Um, but basically, he tried to hide a previous affair. Um, with a guy called Norman Scott, who was a stable hand, he met while visiting a friend in nineteen sixty one, and when Scott refused to stop contacting Thorpe after the married MP ended the fling, he allegedly paid Davy's former lover killed.
0: Well, that that you've got to remember. This was when this is in living memory for people. This was when homosexuality was a crime. You know, like you could put in fucking jail for being for being gay. Yeah, so 60s. like the sixties, like that. When you, when you think about it that way, it's a little bit it's a little bit sad that you had to fucking hide that. But yeah, it goes on, man.
1: Um Yeah, it happened into so years on this. Obviously, he met him in nineteen sixty one. They had a relationship for years and years. And it uh, ended with him having to have him killed, basically, in October of 1975. Got a hitman involved to try and kill him. The attempt failed. However, the the lover's dog, a great Dane called Rinka, Mm -hmm. uh, was shot in the attempt. And um, Scott publicly accused Thorpe of doing this, and he was forced to resign as leader of the party in May of 1976. Um, But that didn't end the scandal. It basically dragged on in the press. And then the courts, for months and years after it, and uh, he became the first sitting MP, Jack, in the UK to stand trial for murder in May 1979. He was formally acquitted in the end, but the scandal just pretty much ended his political career because he was known as not only a guy that was at the time said to be having a CD gay relationship, which was a big no-no at the time, he was also the guy that tried to have somebody killed and got a dog murdered.
0: Yeah, like the... I says, there's been wondery, I've done a podcast about this called The Great British Scandal. There's tons of podcasts that have covered it because it's so darkly comic. It's so funny, but really sad because like people like people are conspiring to murder people and, uh, yeah, Rinker the dog gets uh, murdered because uh, the hitman gets in the car uh, with the guy that he's going to murder, but he doesn't know that he's going to bring his dog along. Three ducks dog sitting in the back, this big mass great dane sitting in the back, and for some reason he kills the dog and all the person. I don't know why. There's a reason for it. He panics. The crash. it's almost like he thinks that the dog will fucking grassing me or whatever. I don't know what he's thinking, but he ends up killing the dog and of the person. So um, yeah, that's not that's not great. We've got one more to cover. A um, minister. Uh, in the Labour government of the 70s called John Stonehouse decided to basically fake a suicide fake his own death by leaving all of his clothes on a beach to um, to escape criminal charges and start a new secret life in Australia now he nearly got away with us because even the ones amongst uh, British political scandals, the story of John is a bit of a standout, you know, he was a former Labour cabinet minister fell into all sorts of financial trouble and then came under investigation by the Department of Trade and Industry back then and rather than face prosecution, he deposited all of his clothes just on a beach, <laughs> he just <laughs> left them lying a bit um, to leave the impression that he drowned and somehow all of his clothes had came off the Miami Police investigated his demise and Stonehouse, his secretary fled to Australia um, to start a new life with assumed names. It only lasted a month um, before being discovered by chance and eventually deported back to England where he stood trial in 1976 for fraud, theft and forgery. Remarkably, uh, Stonehouse refused to relinquish his parliamentary seat. So he was still saying, look, I'm an MP, I'm an MP. Um, even after his resurrection, he decided to sit for parliament again. And one of those guys that sort of took his own defence. Oh, you know, like, those idiots. Like a fucking Ted Bundy type couldn't basically. Uh, unsurprisingly, he was convicted and <laughs> served time in prison and eventually wed the women that he ran away with. So oh,
1: happy ending in the end, I suppose. True. So,
0: like, you've got Matt Hancock getting caught CCTV nipping a bird. You've got uh, Prescott flying a couple of punches, but none of them faked their own suicide and then wed the women that they ran away with. So, um that's a good place to call it a day, mate, 40-odd minutes, and we'll come yeah, back with good. you next week. Yes, what
1: absolutely. If... Um, As usual, mate, we didn't expect to get two shows out of this, but... The chat has flow, uh, so to speak, and uh, yeah, we'll do that again. And we'll be back with you next week. Um, And it won't even be a week's wait. You'll get this on Monday. So it's only like a four or five day week compared to normal, which is great.
0: Yeah, it's good for you guys. But uh, thanks, Jalen. We'll be back with you next week with some great British scandals, some worldwide scandals. And then we're going to take a dive into the forums for the real good stuff. See you soon.
1: Bye.